0: You probably have too much stuff. And that stuff is probably making you love God less. Let's just pause for a moment and reflect on that statement. Jesus is not wasting his breath when he says how hard it is for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God. Those words mean something, and I think we would do very well to take them very seriously. They call us to a more radical frugality and a more intentional simplicity of life. It is an invitation, I think, to quite literally just have less stuff. This warning is not just for the exorbitantly rich, either. Not just for those bloated and gluttonous Hollywood types who have every single thing under the sun. Now, these words of Jesus are also directed to people like you and to people like me who just very likely have too much. How many streaming services do we have subscriptions to? How much do we spend on eating out every single week? How many electronic devices, how many screens do we own, and how long do we spend looking at them? How far in advance and how meticulously do we plan our vacations and our amusements? How many sentimental trinkets and souvenirs do we have littering our houses, cluttering everything up? It meant so much to us when we bought them. How many books are currently gathering dust on our bookshelves as we pray here at church? How many sweaters and shirts, jackets, and shoes go pretty much unused in season and out? Now, I share each of these examples not because I'm any better at any of this than anybody else. In fact, I just listed off the things that I know I personally really need to work on, and soon, because on my ordination day, I did make a promise to live a simple life. But I think something very similar can be said of every single baptized Catholic, whatever your state in life may be, married, consecrated, ordained, single. It doesn't matter. Each of us, we all need to take inventory of how much stuff we actually have. Because after all, if we really are convinced that Jesus has the words of eternal life, then we should listen up when he says very stark and demanding things like this. Children. He starts off with a word of love. of of this dear and warm love, children. How hard it is to enter the kingdom of God. It is easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than for one who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. Now, for most of us, when we hear those words of scripture, which is very clearly asking for frugality and simplicity of life, well, we really like to pull back, don't we? We like to say something along these lines and interpret them along these lines. Oh, yes, isn't that so beautiful? Giving everything up, selling it all, giving the money to the poor. Oh, man, that is so gorgeous. But that's for monks. And that's for the nuns in their monasteries and their convents, right? St. Francis of Assisi, St. Clair, those guys can do that. St. Anthony of the Desert, sure, he can can do that. St. Benedict, yeah. But me? Jesus didn't literally mean for me to do anything like that, did he? Doesn't Jesus just mean something more like, oh, our possessions shouldn't possess us? Didn't he say, blessed are the poor in spirit, Oh father don't add don't forget to add in spirit that's really important because obviously he just meant spiritually poor not actually poor so hands off my stuff there's nothing wrong with having nice things now a lot of that is certainly true to a certain extent yeah and i'm certainly not standing up here saying that it is evil to have nice things. But I do have to wonder, why are we so eager to over-spiritualize this particular scripture passage, these particular words of Jesus? And so today, I just want to push back on that tendency of ours in this homily. Why? Well, because at the end of the day, I think that Jesus really is actually asking us to cut back materially. To let go of a little bit more. To dispossess ourselves of physical, actual stuff. To just have less. Not just spiritually, but literally. And that is really, really hard. Because stuff is so comforting. It's so secure and and warm feeling, right? Getting more stuff is a great coping mechanism. We learn it from our culture. Got a problem? Buy something. Consumerism bombards us. Advertisements surround and pummel us constantly into submission. New high-tech gadgets, medicines, Toys, breakfast cereals, vacations, cars, sports drinks, insurance plans, candy bars. Everything under the sun is packaged, marketed, given a really cool logo, targeted to us, and then rammed down our throats all day, every day, as if this, this thing at last will give value to your life, and make you happier. But it's never really only that one thing, is it? In 2018, Amazon shipped just under one billion individual packages all around the US. In 2019, that went up to two billion individual packages. In 2020, that skyrocketed to 4.2 billion individual packages of stuff that we just really needed. Now, the pandemic caused those numbers to swell, I'm sure, but think for just a moment about the instant gratification and the ease with which we can shop for literally anything these days. It's all just one click and maybe two days prime shipping away from us. What a world. What a time to be living in. And yet, are we any happier for it? It seems to me like we are more anxious, more angry, and more disappointed than ever before. I was just talking with a a really good friend of mine recently, and he shared with me an observation that he made from raising his six little kids with his wife. He said this, You know, it's really interesting. The vast majority of all of the arguments and all of the fights and all of the bickering that my kids have with one another, it's always over stuff. It's always over stuff. And so sometimes whenever that starts to happen more and more frequently, we purge the toy bin. And we just choose to have a little bit less. And he said, I'm amazed. Because when we do that, when we just have less physical stuff around, the kids tend to argue less. And they fight with each other less. And I thought that was really revealing. When there is physically less stuff, there is greater peace. There is a little bit more room for real creativity and ingenuity. There's a little bit more life and better relationships. We can and should learn from that. Now, at this point in the homily, it's probably worth repeating, material goods are not bad in themselves. In fact, it's just the opposite. God created all of the goods of the earth for us to enjoy and to use insofar as they contribute to our legitimate well-being and our eternal salvation. So we can and should have the proper amount of material goods to take care of our families. God wants that and he will provide that. Father Thomas Dubé, in his helpful book, and yet very terrifyingly convicting book, Happy Are You Poor?, reminds us that that poverty is never, ever pursued just for its own sake, as if material goods are bad or evil in themselves. Simplicity of life, he says, is always chosen out of a deeper desire, for something else, even better. We make ourselves empty and we make ourselves a little bit poorer in order to be ready to receive the greater and more beautiful graces that God has planned for each and every one of us. And we have to do that regularly and consistently making ourselves a little bit poorer. I've heard of a group of priests who once a year give their brother, one of their brothers anyways, permission to go into their closet and pick a couple of things that they have to let go of. And they might have a little bit of veto power, I'm not sure how much, but the point being is, wow, am I stuck to this stuff? It's the simple fact that in our fallen state, the more that we accumulate, the less we tend to want God. We tend to get mentally, spiritually, and physically bogged down by the things that we collect. The Catholic tradition calls this attachment. The more possessions that we are attached to the more sad we will be when we have to let them go. And that reality, of course, brings us to Jesus' famous encounter with the rich man in our gospel today. First, the rich man runs up to Jesus, right? And he kneels down before him. He wants to ask him a question. All right, tell me, what do I got to do? What do I have to do to get into heaven? His question is is sincere, and Jesus responds first by reminding him, well, the only thing good is God himself. And then he says, the commandments, you know those, they're very clear. But the rich man replies by saying basically, well, what else is there? There, there, There's got to be something else. Then we get that wonderful look of Jesus. That look of Jesus is so good. It says he looks at him and loves him. A look that is so warm and so kind. A look that does not chide or accuse him in any way, but inspires and encourages him. It is a look of mercy and desire. Jesus gazes upon this little human being that he created, this little creature that he loved into existence. And in that look, Jesus seems to be saying, yes, there is more, much, much more. You know the commandments. You know the scriptures, the law and the prophets. You've studied them. You have already loved and desired wisdom. You know, as that first reading said, That compared with wisdom, all the gold in the world is just a little bit of sand. Well, I am wisdom itself, Jesus is saying. Wisdom incarnate. You have steeped yourself... In the scriptures, the living and effective word of God, as the letter to the Hebrews says, it's sharper than any two-edged sword, able to pierce through soul and marrow and everything. You're naked before this word. Well, that word is me. I am the word made flesh. Deep down, you already know me. You know that I am the answer to your question of what must I do to get into heaven. I am the answer you're searching for. Don't you recognize me? Then Jesus makes his incredible offering. You are lacking in one thing. Go, sell what you have, and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. Treasure in heaven, where moth and rust, cannot destroy, and thieves cannot break in and steal. What an offer that is. It can't get any better. All that guy has to do is let go of all of his earth-bound stuff. But then the rich man's heart is revealed. At that statement, his face fell, and he went away sad, for he had many possessions. When I started this homily by saying that you probably had too much stuff, did your face fall a little bit in sadness? Because I know that my face falls when God asks me to let go of something, to sacrifice, to dispossess myself and become more of a father. We were made for more. We were made to joyfully sell everything and enjoy God himself forever. So, please, don't get stuck on your stuff. We all need to simplify our lives a little bit more. Remember, we cannot serve God and mammon. We brought nothing into this world, and we will bring nothing out of it. We have to start now letting go So that when we are on our deathbeds, the only thing that we are clinging to is the Lord. Jesus is looking at you in love right now, giving you the permission to let go of all the stuff and have joy. Do you have too much in your hands to accept his offer?